typically whenever I travel to different events, whenever I get on the airplane, I always am seated next to somebody um, who is of importance for me in a particular way, whether it's someone who I eventually begin to walk with in discipleship or, or someone that I knew from back in the day. Or uh, I've, I've sat next to WWE wrestlers, which has been really cool. Um, I've sat next to, to Protestant ministers. We've had phenomenal conversations about Jesus that have, have gone on beyond the, the flights. But perhaps my most engaging encounter was a number of years ago, maybe about seven years ago. I got on the plane and I was in my clerics and I sat next to uh, two ladies. It was a mother and a daughter. And the daughter leaned over to me when I sat down and she asked me if I was a real priest. And I told her I was. And... As we began to have a conversation, uh, she shared with me that she used to be Catholic, uh, but she was now a practicing witch. Um, so I, just, I asked her, I said, I, I, I would love to hear your story. Like, can you tell me your story about how you became a witch? And, and I listened to her as she shared with me her story. And after I listened to her and asked her some questions about her particular path, she asked me about my journey to, be, to becoming a priest. And after I share with her my story of how I left the church and came back to the church and then discerned the priesthood, she said to me, and it was so sincere, she said, I just wish that I could see Jesus. I just wish that I could see him. Isn't that what we all want? Aren't we all hoping to just see the face of Jesus isn't he the one who we're looking for in everything that we do and every decision that we make? Aren't we all grasping and hoping for a longing just to see the face and to hear the voice of God? This is the longing of humanity. Even in the psalmist in the Old Testament and the scriptures, they cried out for the presence of God. And God, being aware that his people longed for his presence, he made himself available to his people in the Old Testament through the Ark of the Covenant. In the Ark of the Covenant, it, it contained three items. It contained uh, the, the manna that fell down from heaven uh, whenever the Israelites were freed from slavery in their journey. This miraculous bread, this what is it bread. It contained the rod of Aaron, the brother of Moses, the, the priest representing his, his priesthood. It contained the Ten Commandments, the word inscribed, the word of God that God gave to, to Moses. And wherever the Ark of the Covenant went with the Ten Commandments and the manna that fell from heaven and the rod of Aaron the priest, the people were able to perceive the presence of God. They knew that God was with them. They were not alone no matter what they were going through, no matter what they had done, no matter what had been done to them. As long as they were in the presence of the ark, they knew that God was with them. And then the ark goes missing for hundreds of years until the Blessed Virgin Mary was conceived in the womb of her mother and Mary became the new Ark of the Covenant. John, the beloved disciple, he writes about her in the book of Revelation. When he had a vision of heaven, he writes that he has seen the Ark. And for any Jew, this is a big deal because the Ark had been missing for hundreds of years. And he goes from saying, behold, I see the heavens open up. I see the Ark. And he begins to talk about this woman who was to bear a son, who was to go to war with Satan. This war that was spoken about in today's first reading, 
in the book of Genesis where God told the enemy, told Satan, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and hers. You will strike at his heel and he will crush your head. In the book of Revelation, John also writes about this woman and her son and this dragon who goes after the woman but is not able to touch the woman just like nothing was able to touch the ark. John was revealing to us that Mary is the new ark of the covenant because in Mary's womb is Jesus Christ, the bread of life. In her womb is Jesus Christ, the high priest. In her womb is Jesus Christ, the word made flesh, the Ten Commandments inscribed on him. Being made flesh is in her womb. And the first thing that Mary does Whenever she receives this message from the angel Gabriel, and she consents to being the mother of God, and she goes out to be with her cousin, Elizabeth, who was in need of perceiving God's presence. She went out to share God's presence with her cousin. And what Mary did 2,000 years ago is what you and I are called to do today. Because just as Mary is the, the new Ark of the Covenant, she's also the archetype for the church. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. Therefore, we are to look at Mary. Mary who went out to bring the presence of God, who was with her. God's presence is with us. The people in our community want to see God. They want to hear God. They want to experience the unconditional love of God. And you and I, by virtue of our baptism, we are all priests. I am not the only priest in this church. Every man and woman in this church who has been baptized, you have been baptized into the priesthood of Jesus Christ. You have received at this very mass the word of God spoken in the scriptures. This is God's voice that you have received. And when you listen to it, you said, be in my mind, on my lips, and in my heart. Today's liturgy, Jesus Christ, the blessed sacrament, will be available to us, the bread of life. And just like Mary carried the bread of life within her body, we too have the capacity to carry the bread of life in our bodies as well. And when we receive this beautiful gift from God, we are invited to imitate our Blessed Mother, the Immaculate Conception, and to go out the walls of this church, to go into our classrooms, to go into our dorms, to go into our neighborhoods, to go and be with our family and our friends, to go and to share the presence of God with others, to not keep God's presence to ourselves. The world is hungry. The world is longing. The world is thirsting for Jesus. And we have the opportunity to go to the world, wherever the world is at, and to bring God to them. By bringing God to them, we can be a bridge for them to come to him. And if they our brothers and sisters out there, wherever they may be, may come to encounter the face of God through us, then they will have the capacity to fall in love with God, to stay in love with God, and to abide in the love of God, not only while we are on earth, but most importantly, forever.
and the kingdom of heaven.